Rod. I went to Arizona State. Rod. I'm a Sun Devil, man. State of the Sun Devils from Arizona Sports with Jesse Morrison, Jeremy Schnell, and Jake Anderson. Welcome into another sad edition of State of the Sun Devils, our fifth sad edition of the season. Alongside, I think we've had some midweek episodes that have also been sad. <laughs> Alongside Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison, I'm Jeremy Schnell. Um, heartbreaking loss. I think that's the only way to put it because ASU had a chance to win that at the end. And if Elijah Badger had a six uh, shoe size instead of a 12... Do you know he has a 12? I, I'm just guessing. I'm, I'm cutting in half. I would, I would say there. it's probably lower than a 12. No, I, I mean, they're all they're all athletes that are large men. I mean, yeah. Elijah Badger isn't that big. Anyway, if his foot was in bounds, ASU would have had a chance, and Connor Brown didn't get a chance to redeem himself, unfortunately. Carter! <laughs> Why can't you say his name right, Jeremy? <laughs> Who's Connor Brown? Is there somebody that you know named Connor Brown that you're, you keep getting this confused uh, Carter, with? Carter, Connor, Cartier... Oof. I think it's just it's just is it Cartier Martin an NBA like an ex NBA player? I don't know. I think, he, but, I think yeah, he is. Carter didn't get a chance to redeem himself. He missed that forty two yarder in the first half. Didn't get an opportunity to do the clutch time kick yeah. for the win that we were talking Man, about. I, I saw my name in headlines on ArizonaSports.com. Jeremy Schnell accurately predicts Carter Brown field goal to win the game. And then uh, and that didn't happen. It didn't no. come didn't come to fruition. Can we talk about Emory Jones? Yeah, yeah. ASU loses this one 15 to 15 against Stanford, a team that hadn't won in 10 straight games in the Pac-12. Uh, they've now won two straight, one against Notre Dame, who's a sorry program and hasn't won anything in 30 years, uh, and now one against ASU. It's not all on Emory Jones. It's not all on Emory Jones, but also like he didn't do much in the second half. He cost would- them the game. Okay. No. So I, no I, I, here's I, how, I, the entire I, offense as a whole. Here's how I'm going to say. I, here's how half. I'm going to say he cost them the game. Scored zero points. And I don't like to say stuff based off of one particular play, but when you have a player wide open for a touchdown at the end of the game, and you make him have to go for a one-handed catch that he's in, he ends up being out of bounds for. You know, that's yeah. on you. He that's already his beaten fault. the safety. Already beaten the yeah, safety. Th- that would have been a walk in touchdown. Yeah. Should've, it should have been. It really should have been. Emory had yeah. put it on the on the money. And you know, I think Trenton would have put that on the money. Trenton Bourget would have put that throw on the money. So he was I very think, accurate I think last you, week besides the interception. You've got to two weeks ago, bye week. Yes. You you've got to make the change if you're Sean Aguano and Glenn Thomas. It, it, I thought Emory was fine for the majority of the game. He made some great throws. He made his throw of the season. I would still call this his best performance of the year. However, he still does not have quite the ability to help this offense that Trenton does, in my opinion. I, you know, I think what we saw in the first half was just a lot of. There were a lot of pretty good throws by Emory, besides the interception, which honestly was not totally his fault. He got. Got tipped. Yeah, um, but I, I think the problem was it was it was really the fact that like he was trying to do too much again. He was trying. If something wasn't there, he was struggling to figure it out. And like I think that's just like a mental block kind of thing for him. Um, I think the offensive line, obviously, with all the shuffling that had to happen. I mean, let's just break that down real quick. So no LD, no Ladarius Henderson, which. Again, it moved Chris Martinez from right guard to left guard. 
center and left tackle were the same, but then you had Des Holmes, usual starting right tackle, play right guard, and then Emmett Boley was playing right tackle. And he has been doing that when uh, Des Holmes was hurt against Washington. So with Isaiah Glass and, and Emmett Boley as your two tackles isn't something that's new, but pretty much... It was, though, in, in terms of where Des Holmes usually plays, where Chris Martinez usually plays. And unfortunately, on that final drive that got them in position to have that last heave to Elijah Badger, that strip sack, which ASU yes. falls on. But think about if that doesn't happen and they get maybe five yards. Now they're in position to get that. It's a long one. And I know he already, Carter Brown already missed from 42, 41, and it was short, which was weird because it was perfectly on target. But I think the offensive line as a whole, they allowed four sacks. The run game, it, it, it was good. Um, but it just they couldn't sustain anything in the second half. I think, like, like at some point, you're up by, you're up, what The was defense it, didn't to allow six. a touchdown. You're up 14-6 to six going into the second half. Yeah. And I feel like they just, like, they gave Valaday 18 attempts. But, like, even, like, the third and six call that you thought was so weird, Jesse, at the time we talked about. I, I, think, it's, the, I think it's weird, too. Third and five and you hand it off? Yeah, yeah. why'd they run the ball there? Yeah. It's, I think it was third and six, actually. Yeah. Regardless, it's third, medium, third, medium, long, and you give it an inside handoff? That was the second-to-last drive, correct? I believe I would have to go back play-by-play, play, but it was definitely in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, it was, that was... That was, it was very strange. That was a strange call, for sure. I... I just thought it was really weird. The whole, the whole game was weird. I yeah, mean, Stanford it, didn't score a touchdown. Okay. Like, like, I, I just wanted to say, <laughs> this felt like Texans-Jags on a Thursday night. <laughs> like, this was, this, especially the second half, it or was just Big not. Or Big Ten, like you were saying. Yeah, or, or, big t- or, or a Big Ten football game between Iowa and Purdue in, you know, November in the cold. It was just a tough watch. First drive of the fourth quarter, um, ASU had the ball on Stanford's 39-yard line, second and five, rush up the middle to Valaday, no gain, third and five, rush up the middle, one-yard ro- loss, punt. Here's how, here's how I feel about this game. Did what? a tight end have a target today? I don't they, believe so. The tight ends didn't have a catch, I can tell you that. Yeah. They, they blocked for most of the game. Here's how I feel about this game today, though. Started off, Emory Jones, I was like, man, he's he's good. He's playing really well. Uh, the offense, the running backs, Ngata and Valade, they were just amazing. Like, I mean, if you saw that Ngata just dive like a missile uh, to get a first down, that was, that, was, that was so cool. And I was like, man, this offense is going to cook all game. They're going to have, you know, 35 points. ASU is going to roll to this victory. Well, I, and then the defense is, is uh, they're bending, but they're not breaking. They're just allowing field goals. That's so what me this, and Jake were talking this is, about. This is a positive. I think, I was like, oh, man, I think I was wrong about Emory Jones. I think he's good. And then the second half, for some reason, they couldn't run the ball. Mm-hmm. And zero targets for tight ends. Yeah, zero targets for tight ends. Emory looked fine in the second half, but not as good. We saw some of the bad throws that we've seen. Uh, we've seen like the balls sailing on him or being too low. It was also like bad decision making too. Like like in the on the final drive when you have a minute and a half left or whatever it is. He's scrambling for five yards and wasting however many seconds it took for them to get back to the line of scrimmage. And then I think we need to talk about Carter Brown because that was weird. Well, like, how did he miss that kick? It had the it. It was right down the middle. I don't think we can. It, we, we can short. be mad at him because he's not, been so good. This I'm not season. mad at him. I'm just saying that it was just weird. Like, I don't know how he missed that kick. And 
we can say that if he had made that kick, would have been a 17 to f- uh, 15 ASU victory. I mean, so. the, the game is completely different at that point. Stanford's yeah. last few possessions aren't about running out the clock; they're about trying to score. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's so much different. So that that plays a factor, Jeremy. We can't be mad yeah. at him, but it plays a factor. The offense should have scored more to where it doesn't come down to the kicker making a field goal to give them 17 points for the win. Like you should score more than that against a defense that allows over 400 yards a game and almost 30 points a game. Yeah, these think- teams defensively were identical coming in in terms of yards and points. Now, this says something about ASU's defense. They got Stanford to have to attempt 19 third down plays. This was the defensive performance of the year for ASU. Yeah. Like, they, um, they played really well now, in defense. Now, granted, Jordan Clark, four sacks, one pick, yeah. no touchdowns allowed. Yeah. Jordan Clark's been incredible this yeah, year. Yeah, that was a great interception. I think he might be a hashtag league devil. There you go. Um, I wanted to also talk about, specifically, because we talked about this yesterday, about how at the end of the year this is going to look on Aguano's resume when he goes to interview for this job full-time. Now, the decision not to bench Emory Jones when you have zero points going into the fourth quarter, zero points going into in the that second half drive, zero points going in, like... Yeah, I mean... The decision not to put Borgay in... The thing is, is that, though, Are we going to look back at this game when your t- defense gave up 15 points, all field goals, zero touchdowns, the thing, and you didn't win the game? The, Are we going to look back at that? You and only say, allowed Stanford in the red was, zone twice. This was a game where Aguano may have cost himself the whole full-time head coaching job. Here's the thing, though. Embry did just enough to stay out there, in my opinion. Like, he did... He would... I, I just don't think he... It was time quite yet to bench him until that last throw of the game. I think that was the final straw. I think he made enough really good plays in the game to keep the job for the remainder of the game. That that's just what I what I thought, but I think now after that throw, they really need to make this change. I think the fan base, I think the media, I think pretty much everybody is, is well aware that they need to make this change. Defense allowed 28 first downs. That's just a product of Stanford they, they having the not, ball. They bent but didn't break. That's what yeah. I got to say. I'll say it again. Stanford had the ball 31 minutes. Stanford had the ball for 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, like 14 or 12 possessions, excuse me. And they got in the red zone twice. Yep. Like defensively, I, ASU, like we've said again, best defensive performance of the year. This is a game you got to win. Yeah. Like there's, there's no excuse. This game should have been won. You did exactly what you set out to do. They didn't have their best receiver. They're coming off a win against an FBS team for the first time in over a year because it was 13 straight. Like you said, 10 straight Pac-12 losses. Like There was no one at this game. Don't tell me that the crowd played a factor. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> They didn't have to go silent count. It was just Andrew Lux standing on the sideline yelling. Uh, I, do, I, I know this is probably going to be mostly a negative episode, but I do want to highlight Elijah Badger's I was performance. Just oh, he's so that. good. Okay. Yes. I, I, just wanted, you know I just wanted to make sure we didn't just yeah. completely he was fantastic beat, beat the dead and horse here. Catch, even if it was out of bounds, that catch was fantastic. That like yeah, the, the yeah. one it was, it was great. Yeah, it was great. Like, that was Emory's fault that they yes. didn't score a touchdown there. Yeah. It should have been a touchdown. I mean, six, he was wide open. Six catches, 118 yards. Career is, high, 118. You know, I think yeah. about Elijah Badger. In a tub. Hashtag league. Hashtag devil. league devil. Yeah. This is, looked, I like his stat line looks like a Tyreek Hill stat line today. Yeah. Like six catches, 118 yards. Jeremy just said it. Elijah Badger is the next Tyreek Hill. I did not. 
I did not say <laughs> Put, that. Print the headlines. Also, uh, print the headlines. Also, Thompson, all he does is make plays out there. Yeah, he's out there making plays. Yeah. Emory sometimes couldn't find him, though, like on the first drive of the game. Sanders, a few drops, but, like, I mean, like 41 yards on two catches, that's pretty ridiculous. Gio had a hell of a grab yeah. at the end of the game, though. Yeah. A hell of a grab yes. just to keep the game alive. Can we talk about Roe Torrance, too? Roe Torrence had a positives. phenomenal he had, game. He Nesta had, was good today as well. Yeah, Nesta's good. Um, and then there was also another defense alignment that was back today. B.J. Green, B. J. Had, a Green sack had a sack after T- having to sit out the first half. Mm-hmm. T. He was J. one of the first Pe- plays defensively. T.J. Pesafeo played really well. Was, uh, yeah, that's Let's just say to. that the defense played their asses off. Hey, guys, shocker. Yes. Kyle Soley led the, led the game in tackles. There you go. Like it's, <laughs> he he, the country, he's a hashtag he? league devil <laughs> no, as well. No, he's a freak. Like He legitimately is one of the best linebackers. In the country, in the country. Yeah. he's. I'm gonna say he's the best linebacker in the pack. Should sure. I do my uh, hashtag League Devil top five of the current players? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, can can, yeah, I, can even, I think even about after it? A loss. Can I think about it for a little after bit? A, we don't care about the order. Just give us five. After yeah, a 15 okay. to 14 loss, where they gave up a few, uh, five field goals and lost the game. All right. Here are my five hashtag League Devils to go alongside the five field goals that they gave up today. Yeah, and I don't have any fanfare here. So if you want to give me fanfare, uh, also wait before we get to that. Shout out the Stanford kicker. That dude was nails today. Yeah, that dude was nails. Josh Naylor, nails. <laughs> five for five. <laughs> I just ruined the show. <laughs> Cleveland. Okay, let's uh, start over. Actually, <laughs> okay. Do, do you want my five league devils? Cardi is his name. The guy who uh, made all the field goals. Yeah, Cardi. For today. Yeah, give me your five league. My five devils. league devils. Guys are who are on the team that are going to play at the next level. Even though he missed a big kick today, I think Carter Brown is going to play in the NFL. He is my first. He's got at least two more years left in college. Devil, I know, but I I, I think he's going to play in the NFL. Freshman, let's not not forget that. Number 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 four, Jesse. I just mentioned him, Elijah Badger. I think he will play in the league. Number three, Jesse. Um, I believe that we will see Roe Torrance play in the NFL. Number two, because he is a big corner, and they like that in the NFL. Yeah, they do. Imagine him guarding DK Metcalf. That'd be a nice showdown. All right. All right, and then I think Jordan Clark is going to play in the NFL as well. How how are we on number one? And there are two guys on this list. Number one, Ladarius Henderson. He didn't play today, but he is a good OLI Soli and and Merlin. I think Soli and Merlin, they're going to play in the NFL, but I think they're less likely to play as these guys. Maybe Roe Torrance out out of there, Kyle Soli in. But yeah, I like like my list. Okay. Brandon Ayuk was also at the game. Yeah. That was fun. He was. Yeah. Not Bruce Arians. Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> Win or lose, we booze, baby. <laughs> uh, McKee, the guy who I was talking about, Tanner McKee, who I was talking about him yesterday. How, like. No risk some- it, no biscuit, baby. <laughs> Remember, we were saying how somehow he's going to be a third round pick. Yeah. You know, 320 yards today on 57 attempts. <laughs> Dude's just slinging it out there. Yeah, and didn't score a touchdown, but you know he probably made some throws today. That they're gonna be like, oh, you know, he's he's an NFL player, yeah, third round pick. Uh, he had an interception as well. Great again, another great play by Jordan Clark. Dude's great. Yeah, Dude's he's great. really good. Um, I think that's all I got for today, guys. You yeah, got anything, Jake? Any more? Any more? Can uh, we consensus say that we all want Trenton next week against Colorado? Yeah, I do. Come on, Jake, say it. Is it bad to say like? It they doesn't even like, matter at this the, point. Here's the thing. If they uh, do not take. go with Trenton against Colorado and they lose, yes. Yeah, no, or it, he just no, looks no, no, bad. No, no. If they don't no. light him up. Here's here's what I'm worried about is Emery lights up Colorado because they're very bad. 
Oh, now they're bad. No, but after I, you were saying that they were going to lose Colorado think, all I, year, I, I still think I still think they're going to lose. But if Emery lights up Colorado, then there's no reason to sit him for the UCLA game, right? So that's what I'm worried about. They light up Colorado. They're like, yeah, no reason to sit Emery for the UCLA game, and then he's terrible against UCLA. What if Trenton is meh against Colorado? What do you do against UCLA? You go back to Emory. Or you could just roll with Trenton the rest of the way. Yeah, because they rolled with Emory for a long time. Why don't you just roll for? <laughs> why don't you just roll with Trenton for the rest of the way? Okay, uh, let's let's look at the schedule. What the a rest crowd of the way. that's going to be! <laughs> By the way, uh, Oregon State, Colorado, currently tied at nothing on the Pac-12 network. Um, there's five games left. They have to win four out of five to get a bowl game. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I agree. I think they maybe win one more game. And on that note, that's going to do it for this edition, post-game edition, another sad edition, fifth sad edition of the season of State of the Sun Devils. The uh, Sun Devils there was also, it. like, Herm getting, you know, parting of ways. All right, six. But I, I don't think USC, Utah, and, and Oklahoma State, we didn't actually think that they were going to. Yeah, they're so sad, sad for though. us, though. It's sad, but, like, like we said saying- at the beginning of, the, of this, <laughs> this one was heartbreaking. Like, yeah. This one, you thought they were going to win the whole game. You thought they were going to win at the end of the game, and they end up getting an L. Uh, Oregon one. State. I would say some of those were frustrating episodes. This one was sad. Uh, Oregon State. For all you betting aficionados, ASU did cover. Uh, I, I, <laughs> plus one and a half. Great, hey. teams, great teams cover, good teams win. Again, uh, Stanford, th- this shows how weird this game was and how bad, like, h- how poorly ASU is viewed around the country. That Stanford has lost 10 Pac-12 games in a row and we're still favored against Arizona State today. Can I talk about how terrible this Colorado-Oregon State game is? No. Okay. Um, ASU <laughs> falls to 2-5 and five on the season. They lose to Stanford 15-14. to 14. They gave up five field goals, no touchdowns, and still lost to Stanford, who, who moved to 3-4 and four on the season. They are three wins away from a bowl game. ASU needs to win four out of five to get to a bowl game. Thank you to Jake Anderson. You can check out his article on ArizonaSports.com. You can get all the post-game reactions over there. And if you're still listening to this you can uh, and uh, the post-game show is still going on, you can go listen to Arizona Sports, the local sports leader for Jeff Munn over there. He's doing a great job, as always. Jesse Morrison, he's been great behind the glass today. I'm so happy that we get to do this behind the glass because now we're away from him. I didn't want to do this in this studio Well, again. now we get to be away from you, and Jake gets to yell at you because he feels like he has to yell Yeah, because you can't hear me. <laughs> I can hear you perfectly fine. I know, but I can scream more now. For Jake Anderson and Jesse Morrison. Your, your volume has gotten better. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Have a good rest of your week. We'll talk to you next week before the uh, Pooper Bowl against Colorado. <laughs> Ciao. Pooper Bowl.